0: 1800s, the Wild West was a place that was void of God's law and every man did what was right in his own eyes. More than 95% of Americans lived in places with fewer than 2,500 inhabitants. By 1830, the distance of the prairie needed circuit riders to spread God's word. Some called them saddlebag preachers. These were a different kind of clergy, used to long dusty roads and lonely empty spaces. They rode from church to church on horseback. These days, many of those same places still have less than 2,500 folk. The men and women who are called there are still a different breed of clergy. The needs are different, but the call to reach men and women with the message of Christ is still the same. In the spirit of these circuit riders, we aim to meet a few of those specific needs. Welcome to the Circuit Rider Podcast. Here are your hosts.
1: And welcome back to season two of the Circuit Riders Dirt Roads podcast. And they
2: said it would never last. It, Amazing.
1: It almost didn't. But season two, we are really excited. Hope for rural ministry in America. I am Steve McVeigh, and I am sitting here in the dining room of Doug Rutledge at Crossroads Farm. And Doug is joining us, and of course, Michael Hoole from Small Town USA with the Vineyard Movement. We're here, season two, ready to jump into our first, like, Real podcast. And um, very mm, true. Mm, yes. Very true. In fact, I
3: want to say one thing. You know you're a rural planter, a rural pastor, and a rural network leader when you're in the dining room in a farmhouse in rural Michigan. This is a real podcast in rural by, America.
2: Yes. And and by dining room, you know you're in rural America when it's actually just an extended kitchen. So there's a. Yes. this is our kitchen table. and uh, However, out
1: the window, yeah. out the window, you can see the chickens, and they are responsible for breakfast tomorrow. I wish that there was a hog that was also a part of breakfast <laughs> tomorrow.
4: I can but make it's that. Just gonna be eggs.
3: I just just want to know if anybody's listening from PETA. We are not killing a chicken tomorrow. We're having the eggs. I believe. Yeah. Yes. We, okay, we, thank yeah. You. Yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, it's good news if I look out and I see the chickens, that's pastoral. If I look out and see a cow, that's bad news. Cuz that means the cows out. So, I don't very true.
1: Yeah. That is so, don't, and don't. hey, before we jump into what we do today, Michael, you are looking so thin. What <laughs> on earth is going on here?
3: Uh, COVID? No, I, I'm joking. That was a bad joke. I oh, apologize. Wow. So I am um, trying to get healthy for many reasons. One for my body, which is important. And one, because I have to walk down an aisle. I'm not getting married, but my daughter is. And my goal is to look better than her for the wedding. I, I kid. There's a little vanity area. I'll have to re- confess and repent to that later.
2: I'm, uh, I'm a little offended by the fact that you said, Michael, you're looking a little thin. <laughs> you know, you're fat when you lose 30 pounds and nobody comments. And I also have a wedding. Well, wait a minute. I also have. Yeah, yeah matters now. Thanks. That's back in. <laughs> yeah, you I know, have a wedding, and I don't even think I have a chance of looking better than my
3: daughters. I just want to be better looking than my son-in-law. Well, in all honesty, there's no way I look better. That's my standard. <laughs> I just don't want to look like the Stay puff Marshmallow Man walking down my daughter at the wedding.
1: <laughs> I don't know. For many of us pastors, COVID nineteen, the nineteen really well. Anyway, so here's yeah. what we're gonna do as we jump into. <laughs> Our, our first, like, real, real podcast of uh, season two. We had the opportunity of interviewing a guy by the name of Jeff Clark, and we're going to introduce him in the actual interview. But what we're going to do for these next few cont- uh, few podcasts is we're going to listen uh, to parts of this uh, interview, and then we're going to comment as we really begin this season by focusing on the exact nature. What does it mean? To be a rural church pastor and minister in a rural setting. And so without much further ado, let's jump to that interview and listen to Jeff Clark. All right, this is uh Steve McVeigh. And we are doing something for the very first time uh this particular podcast. For the first time, we are interviewing a rural leader. And I just have to tell you that when the three of us circuit riders got together and talked about this we all agree we there, there was one person that we wanted to interview first um, he is a he, he is a man who just gets rural ministry and uh, we just feel a common spirit with him uh, his name is dr jeff clark and uh, i'll tell you some things about jeff he has planted uh, three churches one in rogers city michigan which is a very rural place i'm from michigan up in northern michigan Uh, Orlando, Florida, which I'm going to say isn't probably so rural, Manchester, Tennessee. And and then he's worked with the the Southern Baptist Convention as an executive director in Montana, which uh, one of my interns is from Montana. That is quite a rural place. And uh, Jeff has also been a missionary in Taiwan uh, for a number of years. And he currently works with the International Missions Board as a rural research leader. Um, I heard Jeff speak at the very first Rural Matters Institute conference and was it, it was the first time I had ever seen anybody just lay out scripturally the mandate to be a missionary in rural America. And it really spoke to me. It, this was right at the, we, we had not even completely envisioned Dirt Road's network yet at this point. And right in our very foundation were some of these things that Jeff shared about rural ministry in the life of Jesus. Uh, then Jeff came to one of our conferences in Imperial, Nebraska, and we sat in a stockyard. It, literally, this was like a <laughs> sale barn deal where they, they also had breakfast. And as we talked, we just had this common spirit. And, and Jeff, uh, as I just um, introduce you, just know we, we really appreciate you. And Jeff, the thing, that, the thing that just sticks out to me so much is that you approach rural ministry with a missionary heart. And and I'd just like to ask you about that. How, how is it? I mean, it's it's like you see rural America as a mission field. How did you come to that? And, and just talk to us about that a little bit.
4: Well, um, when I was growing up, I grew up on a farm in uh, southern middle Tennessee, back where Appalachia starts, uh, So uh, up in a holler. Top deal. Um, most of the people in the community went to the local church. Uh, that was, that's what you did. That was the gathering place for the, for the community, and uh, uh, church was uh, the cultural hub of the community. But something has happened in the last uh, 40, uh, 50 years, and, and uh, the, the rural church is no longer the hub of the community. What that means is uh, a dramatic drop in the number of churches in in rural america and a dramatic drop in in people attending churches an example i talked to a a rural leader he was a regional leader for his denomination in southeastern kentucky uh, in the heart of appalachia in what would be uh, part of the buckle of the Bible Belt, very, very churched area, so to speak. But uh, in, his, in his region, there's 60,000 people, but only, um, uh, only 18% of that area goes to church on any given Sunday. That means on any given Sunday, 49,000 people in his area are unchurched. And, and that's in the middle of the Bible belt when you start moving further out from that to rural areas in maine uh the new england area um the upper midwest uh the Dakotas uh minnesota wisconsin um the numbers are appallingly small uh, of people who are who are are actively involved in church who uh, profess to be um Christians uh, born-again Christians and uh, they may have some cultural affiliation but the need uh, to, to go back to our rural areas is, is then seen sociologically you, you see uh, The Wall Street Journal put out an article I think it's 2017 about uh, rural America as a new inner city drug use is higher and, and um, I, I heard somebody say that uh, I think a year or so ago uh, if you don't have a family member, That's affected by opioid crisis. You're not rural. Mm. Uh, You know, everybody has, everybody who lives in a rural area has family members who have been affected by the opioid crisis, including my family. I I have cousins and others that have dealt and struggled with this. Uh, Alcohol abuse is higher, divorce is higher, suicide rates are higher, teen pregnancy is higher, all in rural areas. We have, we've, and, and during this last, uh, 30, 40 years, we've had a tremendous influence, uh, uh, emphasis on starting churches in suburbs. Uh, and we've done well at that. And there's been many books and uh, many success stories. But I think some of that has been to the expense of our rural areas. We now need to look at how to go back to our rural areas and see them as mission fields uh, rather than uh, Uh, church fields, uh, I think before we looked at them as resources, we can draw resources from these. uh, uh, We can find young pastors there who are up and coming, and we can move them to the city where they can be in the uh, big leagues. We need to be able to see rural America now as a bona fide mission field deserving of um, highly qualified, well-trained, uh ministers who go into these rural areas to serve as missionaries
1: and there's lots more to this interview i'm going to jump in right there because that just opens the door to what we are about i mean jeff Mm -hmm. is just absolutely nailing it we are missionaries rural pastors are missionaries and the mission field is becoming more lost every day
3: Mm -hmm. absolutely uh since covid The statistics are staggering. We did a community needs evaluation in our county alone in Chippewa County, in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. You talk about drug crisis. The alcohol consumption is up 67% sales are up in the county. Uh, Domestic abuse is up over 60% in the county. Drug use is at an all-time high, about five to six times higher than it was before COVID. And the mental health stress is up like astronomically. Uh, In our county alone, which is a rural county, very small county, in January alone, they placed 28 children out of the home due to meth addiction. Mm. That just tells you where we're at. So the reality is it is a mission field. It is an opportunity to see it. And I think Jeff nails it right on the head when he says that.
2: Yeah, I. you know, I think those of us who live in rural communities are aware of the statistics from a, from a story perspective. We know in this house there's this family situation. There's this domestic abuse Here in uh, our county, in Hillsdale County, Michigan, uh, the sheriff uh, confided that uh, about 100% of their calls were all domestic abuse. And um, it's just staggering to think that uh, the rural is worse off than the inner city. Because again, nobody really talks about it and nobody knows it, it's a per capita issue. We're, we're just not
3: loud enough for the rest of the world to say, oh, that's a
2: concerning thing.
3: Exactly, I think if you look at percentages versus raw numbers, and we, and we get into raw numbers way too often, and you look at, you look at percentages, it's, it is absolutely staggering. And, and there, that's where the interesting part is. That if we looked at this, if we were going to go into a real inner city area or we're going to go to another country and saw this, we'd see it as a, as a missionary and mission field. And maybe we start seeing things like that as a really big, different perspective.
1: Absolutely. And so, pastors, before I even begin to wrap this up, we just went on a little drive through this community, uh, the three of us did after lunch. And every story has a house. Every house also has a story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get that right. This is this is uh, a podcast. <laughs> we won't even re- we won't even correct that. Okay, so you guys need to know we're not perfect. But every house has a story. Every house houses can be right next to each other and be from different socioeconomic places. Yeah, there are so many different kinds of people. I mean. Can we just, we're talking about hope for the rural church, hope for the rural pastor, and what we want to say is really two things here in this very, very first part of this interview with, with Jeff, is that this is difficult and, and this is needed.
2: Yeah, I think the thing that uh, struck me in the interview with Jeff is that the number of churches is declining, but their effectiveness is declining as well. Mm. So that Christians are no longer attending church, that's that's yes. you know the first component. The second component is that means that new believers are not happening in frequency, which means that we are becoming more and more pagan and we've talked about that you know before I it's staggering and I, I, it makes me fearful, overwhelmed for the pastors who have to navigate the distance between each house. And and I mean socioeconomically, I mean in terms of what's going on in the family, what you know, it can be night and day house to house. How does a rural missionary pastor, because they are, actually bridge the gap? And we're talking about hope
3: uh, you know, and, 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 and here's the hope that I'm hoping we have when this gets done is for so long, the emphasis, I'd say a lot longer than even Jeff said, has been on suburbia church planning or college church planning. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's tons of people. But I always think back to Jesus and the biggest complaint was, well, where'd he come from? Why is he wasting all his time in Galilee? Like, what's, what's the point? And the point is there's humans there. And when humans matter, and every person matters to God, I've said this before, but I think it's really important to start to see that. There's about 70 million people in rural America in, in this nation, and I think it really does matter. And I think the reality is it's so overwhelming at times, pastors, and that's what we get.
1: Absolutely. So pastors, here's freedom in this, though. If I'm a missionary, like if I was called to Africa, wherever, you name the, you know, South America or someplace like that, I would not feel the pressure to bring big church, city church to those people. My calling is to bring the gospel to those people any way that it works. And I would understand that eternity is at stake, that I'm not, this isn't a career. This is my calling. This is what I am. And so pastors, we want to just begin. One of the, the the hope is it's difficult, it's hard, but you know what? Light shines in darkness, and and if we can walk away from the idea that we have to bring like american church to our communities and bring jesus to our communities and become bonafide missionaries, then we can be effective. And so, Pastor, as we wrap this up today, here's the challenge that we want to present to you. And And over the next few podcasts, we're going to jump back into this interview. We're going to talk about this challenge more. But do you see yourself as a missionary? Do you see your community as a mission field? We want you to begin to think that way. You are a missionary on a mission field, and and so thank you for joining us today. Next podcast, we'll come out and, and continue this interview with Jeff Clark and talk about what it means to be a missionary in rural America.
5: The Circuit Riders would like to thank our partners for their interest in assisting rural leaders. Rich Roast Custom Coffee, supporting rural missionaries with a wide variety of delicious worldwide coffees. Our friends at thinkorange.com, wanting to join your team to help you create a better experience this week for kids and teenagers. Katrina at crossroadsfarm.org. Vineyard Small Town USA, Vineyard Small Town USA, equipping churches to plant in small towns across America. Disciples of Jesus, making disciples multiplyvineyardorg slash SmallTownUSA Crossroads Farm, working alongside of rural remote churches to provide an outsourced cooperative youth ministry that really works. CRF, loving the rural team. www.crossroadsfarm.org Dirt Roads Network, transforming rural America by planting and revitalizing life-giving churches in small towns and communities www.dirtroadsnetwork.com for more information about the circuit riders or any of these partners check out our facebook page or contact them on each of their websites on behalf of the riders i'm carl miller saying until the next circuit riders podcast next week happy trails